Hello and welcome to the Personal Development School podcast. I'm your host, Thais Gibson, and I create regular podcast episodes to teach you about your relationships, attachment style, and the subconscious mind. My goal of this podcast is to give you tools and awareness you need to thrive in your relationships, feel deeply connected, and find harmony and fulfillment in your relationships and personal life. So I hope you tune in here with me each and every week. I want to take you through six signs a dismissive avoidant attachment style really cares in a relationship. Obviously, this will change a little bit from like the dating stage of a relationship when you're first getting to know somebody versus like the commitment stage of a relationship when you've been together for a long time and you're sort of at that space. So keep that in mind. Um, And if you're not familiar, what I'm talking about, just so you know, is that we have six major stages of relationships. It's based on Dr. Susan Campbell's work of the five stages, but I really split out the dating and honeymoon stage into separate things because I think they have very different rites of passage and should be acknowledged differently. But these stages are the dating stage, the getting to know somebody stage, the bedding stage, essentially, Um, the honeymoon stage, the power struggle stage, which is a huge place that people get stuck in. Um, Once we move through that, that stage, we get into the stability stage, then the commitment stage, and then the bliss stage. So um, very interesting to sort of look at these different stages and recognize some of these patterns that may exist. But if you're looking to see like any of these stages in general, if a dismissive avoidance is caring, one of the first things you're really, really looking for is the amount of time the dismissive avoidance spends. Now, this is not relative to your, whoever's listening to this, um, individual expectations for how much time somebody should spend in a relationship. It's relative to that individual's programming expectations and beliefs. So let me pick this apart for a minute. You may have somebody who's anxious, preoccupied in their expectations for time. Maybe, hey, we see each other six days a week. The dismissive avoidant in the earlier stages of a relationship, their expectations may be, hey, if I'm seeing somebody once per week, this is a testament to that I'm really caring about this person I'm dating and seeing, and I'm making that time for the person. And so what you're going to see here is one of the major differences is each individual's expectations. But as a general rule, the expectation that dismissive avoidant has is if they're reaching out, you know, four or five days a week in the dating stage, And if they're seeing you once or twice a week in the dating stage, this is a dismissive avoidant commitment. So this is like a sign, hey, they're making the effort. They do care. Um, If they're, you know, if it's really early in the dating stage, the first couple of weeks, that communication via text may be spaced out a little bit more. Um, But usually you're going to see that within like, you know, the, the first, let's say three months or so, they, they are usually speaking to somebody quite often and um, they may not be seeing somebody quite often. They may not be seeing somebody, you know, five, six, seven days a week. Of course, this is also going to depend on like, is the person a single parent? Are they, do they have a very, very busy schedule? Do they, do they just change jobs? Do they work two jobs? Like what other commitments are happening in a person's life? But I would say generally, if that amount of time is there where there's constant communication, you know, at least on a daily basis, not all day, every day, but just at least on a daily basis or close to that, give or take a few um, days. And there's some sort of consistency in seeing somebody. This is the dismissive avoidance showing care relative to their expectations for how much time should be put into a relationship. So that's a big one. Again, 
this is not me saying like, you should only ever see somebody once a week, or you should only ever talk to them three, four days a week. Like what we're here to do is people with different attachment styles and different needs and different programming is see where somebody else is coming from, truly understand it, see what our needs and, and expectations are and find healthy harmony through communication to reach middle points and compromises in a relationship. And that's where we really get to see like a, a fantastic relationship take place. So um, that's number one. Number two, um, prioritizing. So one thing that's really interesting is if a dismissive avoidant cares, they will make like certain things a priority. So where they may have used to hang out with their friends every Saturday night, they may be spending time with you every Saturday night instead. And you will see like a bit of a shift in their priorities where DAs, because they tend to be so independent, they tend to have like a fairly enriched life for the things that they want to do for themselves. And sometimes it's not necessarily these like super enriching experiences where they're like going to a museum or they're going to you know, these huge conventions to learn and grow, you know, every single weekend, but they usually have like habits that they really value and, and ways of recharging, ways of resetting, ways of like being with themselves and maybe just be like reading books. It may be playing video games, maybe all these different things, but they'll usually have these like ways that they will tend to prioritize their life where they value all these things, their creature comforts that they have, and they'll start to shift their priorities just a little bit. It's not this huge shift, but you'll usually see a bit of a little shift um, where there's a dynamic where it's like, okay, you know, the, their, their weekly activities have been substituted or changed. Um, and they may spend time, more time speaking with you than friends and things like that. And so you'll see this little subtle shift in their priorities. Number three, a dismissive avoidant will be willing to work through differences if they care. I think this is really important to pay attention to. It doesn't mean they're going to be great at it initially. It doesn't mean that they're going to be you know, willing to work through differences, meaning sacrifice all of their needs. It means that they are willing to talk through things, make compromises. Um, if there's a healthy communication foundation laid where a need is expressed by somebody they'll and, and the DA has a need too, they'll be willing to talk stuff out. DAs, if they're doing this with you, it's a big sign of care because dismissive avoidance tend to really fear conflict, often be conflict avoidant, really internalize their anger and their emotions not like to express anger and emotion too much. So when you see that you're at a point with somebody where it's like, hey, they're actually willing to talk through things, um, this is a fantastic sign and, and often a huge sign of care. Number four is you'll often see a dismissive avoidant get into a position in a relationship where if you express a need in a healthy way, they'll work to meet that need. And again, they won't be perfect at it. A lot of these are new to like needs meeting and um, the idea of interdependency, they're usually used to being so counterdependent or just like hyper-independent, if you will. And, and what you see is this shift take place where you express a need, the person's willing to show up the best that they can. And if they make a mistake, it's the other person's duty to see that need through, to remind them gently and non-critically. Um, and a DA that cares will keep trying to meet that need. So maybe the need is to spend a little bit more time together, to communicate a little more frequently, to um, hear your side when there's a change in the pattern, whatever it might be, the person will do their best to listen, to hear, and to implement. And this is a great sign of care. Um, another big sign is a dismissive avoidant being willing to meet your family and friends. Um, and it can also be them introducing you to their family and friends, but it's interesting because a lot of DAs can care about somebody in a relationship without introducing them to family and friends. A lot of DAs tend to like buffer different parts of their lives out 
because they tend to be afraid of any form of judgment with any, with exposing any vulnerable part of their lives as a whole. And they tend to associate it with like being shamed, criticized, these sorts of things. And so it acts as like this barrier a lot of the time, but they will often be open to meeting your family and friends or things like that as the relationship progresses. Um, and so at this point, you'll see this opening and this willing to like expose more vulnerable parts of themselves um, to you, to the relationship, um, you know, get you to meet people. Um, so if you're seeing any of these things in general, it's a good sign that there's a good bit of care there and effort that's being put in. And last but not least, another way to tell if they care is if they're willing to spend extended periods of time with you. This is a big sign of dismissive avoidant care because they tend to really value recharging on their own. So again, extended period of time for somebody who's AP, maybe like a week straight together versus for a DA, extended period of time really looks like they're willing to spend an entire weekend together, go away on a trip together for three or four days, go for a road trip just over the weekend, you know, go away somewhere together when they are willing to literally take like their time that they value so much in the relationship to themselves and like really give a whole weekend up or something like that, that's usually a sign of a lot of care. Now, again, this isn't me saying like, hey, if you're in a relationship with somebody and they give you a weekend of their time and you're expecting a whole week to go on vacation, that you should be just so thankful and never have any differences or different needs or anything like that. Um, it's me saying that's relative to that person's programming. That's a lot for them, for where they're coming from, for what their subconscious programs sort of detail out for them about what to expect in their life and how they want to spend their time and these sorts of things. If you're needing more than that, this is a call for communication, right? This is like we talked about at the beginning, this call to open up the dialogue, state your needs, hear that person out as well, and make these healthy compromises incremental, incrementally over time to continue to grow the relationship as a unit together. And at that point, the person shows up to make those compromises and show up for, to meet those needs we talked about in one of the earlier points where they don't, and that's gonna be the deal breaker in a relationship from both sides of the coin.